Hello, this is Lisa Hazard, and welcome to We're All Psychic. Yes, what's happening right now? My husband is going to be interviewed at this moment in time and space, and in this place. Hello, Mikey, would you like to introduce yourself? I am Mikey Hazard, and... the husband to <laughs> this lady right here. And why did you marry me? Because <laughs> there wasn't anybody else around. Oh, you <laughs> Truthful. He's very truthful. That's so, a lie. <laughs> so, Mikey, do you think we're all psychic? I think we all have the capability to be psychic. Okay. But enough. the majority of people, the large majority of people, have that completely blocked out the possibilities of it which hinders it and also just closed-mindedness uh, you know it's do you think that that's something people are taught when they're younger that that, that that's where they get it from and they don't want to learn anything else maybe that's where that mental no, block comes in or? i don't think it was taught i think it's just mass input on that being the same as Bigfoot or UFOs or yeah, something silly, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not uh, not something to be taken seriously. But more people are taking it seriously now. Yes. yes. Especially this year. <laughs> mm, yeah. But, I, you know, we've talked about this on the show before, but a lot of places that we buy just regular merchandise right up front and center you'll see a lot of mind body spirit stuff and so you've been married to me for 10 years in a month just about right right so in those 10 years i have watched you create probably i want to estimate about three thousand works of art Tuh. My husband is an artist, at least 3,000. He works as a tattoo artist sometimes. Right now, he's not because of coronavirus. But he has been an artist since he was out of the womb. I think he was drawing on the inside of the womb, actually. Huh. You think? <laughs> tattoos inside my mom's belly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what kind of art do you most like to do? What's your favorite type? Like, do you like to just go? I mean, I know the answer, but this is for our listeners. Like, um... When do you do it? What, what do you I usually motivated? just go. Yeah. Um, I don't give much thought to it. I have probably a hundred sketchbooks yeah. in the house. And that's usually where I will just put pencil to paper and go. And my imagination starts going as the pencil moves. So, so, yeah, that's, you know, I've watched you, you can go so fast and you just, sometimes you'll just, blip, 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 and you'll be like, it's done and it's perfect. Sometimes you'll spend hours or even days or weeks or years on something, but you're always productive. So what do you, what, what kind of, like, if you want to look at it in a psychic energy kind of way, um, what does it feel like? Like, what was your, what are your emotions when you get inspired? Do you get an idea, or do you just, like, feel like it? What does it feel like in your body? It feels your... like, well, that went wrong. Well, that went wrong. 
I've totally messed that up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you start. I'm just going to throw this away and start over. I mean, when you first want to sit down and start drawing. Like, what, what makes you, what do you feel like? Like, when, are you excited? And like, especially in a really inspired. Like, sometimes you'll have an idea yes. to tell me about You're, it. You, I feel very excited because if I'm feeling that that's what I want to do, and I'm all about it, then it is exciting because you've got a blank canvas for pretty much whatever comes into your mind to just display how you want to display it. And hopefully it works out good. So your imagination is, is the only limitation, right? When you're drawing and maybe your skill set. But as far as the image you could put on the canvas, your imagination is the only limit, right? Right. So that's just fabulous. I mean, if you can imagine it, you can create it and make it real on a canvas. Like, wait, you, you're a great admirer of all kinds of media, not just art. You love movies. You love music. You love uh, comics and, and all kinds of just, I mean, you dive deep into little rabbit holes of subcultures and subcultures. So, like, what makes you so interested in art? What is it about just artistic expression in general because you're also interested in the people behind the art and what makes them want to create it which is you know really fascinating so like what is it about creation people creating that that just sucks you in because you love this stuff you love music you love all the stuff that makes people create that's artistic it's like it's like everything you look for in life to me from my point of view well i'm a very visual person I like to see things that comfort me and things that excite me and things that depress me or things that scare me. Or, like something evokes you know, something from you. Somebody, you know, somebody has put their... Sometimes you can tell somebody is just having fun, which is most of the time what I'm doing. But you can really tell when somebody puts their heart and soul into something. But how can you And tell? something is transferred into the medium and then you can feel it yeah that's um, what i was getting at yes. yeah what especially, do you think that especially is? with music yes and um and with with film um art it's kind of hard to come by but when you see it you know it without a doubt you know it it's butterflies in your mm. ch- not even in your belly them they, they evolve up into your chest <laughs> evolve is the wrong word but you know hatch. what i mean yes <laughs> yes it's it's yes. it's not belly it's Music it's, it's all in me. your chest and yeah you know you can You're... feel the hairs on the back of your neck standing up and right yes, right yes. i but, love that um, feeling what do you think that is you think that possibly people are transferring some essence of themselves some energy of theirs into that art, even if it's film, can it be? Oh, productive? yes, I, I 100% believe that. Do you think so. that, like, say, I, I personally think that actors are, are like probably the best actors are wholeheartedly embracing their empath, em, empathy side, you know, their empath side. Mm-hmm. And so they, they have this ability to put, they have to. They have, yeah, it's really fascinating. The best ones, it's just, mm-hmm. whoa, you can feel it from a mile away yeah. on a stage. You know, I've never seen a play a mile away from a stage, but. I could imagine. <laughs> right. But, uh, so, 
a lot of the things that you're interested in involve energy energy exchange from my point of view and transference but you're experiencing that all the time with all your interests so what part of you if you were to say you're you have a psychic sense or a witch sense or uh some kind of no juju <laughs> no pennies either. <laughs> uh let's say say oh well we had a short interruption we're back right so anyway i think we were talking about how artists and people who create can make you feel something that they're feeling or experiencing and all that comes from something they thought up in their imagination or didn't think of it was what what's this imagination you have like a huge imagination vast and and I, I think you could put anything you could put something on that canvas that nobody's ever conceived of and you would know what it was <laughs> and it, you know i just uh i think your superpower is your imagination but i also think you're a telepath and you know i think that what do you think of that um I don't know. <laughs> I can read. 80% of people, I can read their, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Their energy their or their personality? Energy and, and... energy and personality within five minutes. Within, yeah. Yeah. Because My... there's been a lot of people in the past to where I've been introduced to them and had a little bit of a conversation and, uh, or sometimes not even a conversation, just a vibe that comes off of them uh, to where I just kind of know to keep them at arm's length. Right, right. Because they're trouble. Danger, danger, stranger, yes, danger. Yes. Danger, Will Robinson. <laughs> but you, you do have that real good sense of who to stay away from. And you, mm -hmm. he has actually been very good helping me because i think everybody's wonderful sometimes and he uh she's the positive i'm the next <laughs> he'll reel me back in sometimes and be like hey look at that oh i didn't notice that <laughs> it, it could be a look overlooked just no 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 Lisa. and then five six months later he's right <laughs> but um i want to ask you a few questions though going back to your interest in art and tv and movies and music Okay, okay. And I would like to know, as my pop culture guru in my life, who is your favorite psychic type character in a movie? I have thought about this, and there aren't a whole lot that stand out, but Kate Blanchett in The Gift is probably the most realistic portrayal I of a psychic. It. I loved it. I, yes. Yeah, that, yes. that was really That's, good. Uh, if you haven't watched that one, check it out. You'll see one of Keanu Reeves' best performances. Oh, yeah. Really. Scary. He's freaky you, and If you never he, he, thought you could be scared of Keanu Reeves, watch The <laughs> Gift. <laughs> and then the palate cleanser, watch Bill and Ted. Get it back. Get your Keanu love back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so, okay, we covered movie. Uh, there's one in your movie. So how, how about music? Do you have a favorite, like, psychic song or, like, a singer that's, like, all witchy um, or... Well, the the most spiritual moments I've had, there's 
been quite a few, but most of them have been a combination of music, timing, and visuals. And it has happened to the point in a vehicle where I've actually had to pull off on the side of the road. Um, but that has mostly been to Dead Can Dance. Uh, they are a very spiritual uh, rock and roll. Ambient. They're not <laughs> They're rock not and roll, roll but it's, They're it's one, very ambient, ethereal. Uh, yes, I mean, Spirit a lot of times really they don't. Uh, they don't even have. They're not even. You think they're speaking another language, but they're not. Sometimes they are, but a lot of times they will actually alter themselves and come up with what they're singing, and then like phonetically. So yes, phonetically, and you know the way the the voice carries the song, and uh, and then memorize it from there. But uh, they are they are my favorite band. Uh, I don't bring them up much because people don't know them, but that is uh, that is definitely a, a rabbit hole. I suggest anybody <laughs> to go down. So something interesting you said is a couple times is is the term spiritual experiences you've had. Right. So, in, do you relate spiritual experiences with psychic experiences or any kind of thing like that? Yes. Yes. Much. I think. I think. Um, People who are psychic, really psychic, have a remote tap into the divine. And I think when you actually have those spiritual moments, I'm not talking about any kind of religious thing, but on your own, the stars align. And all of a sudden, you are gobsmacked. And you feel it everywhere in your body. No matter what the elements are that brings it to be, you feel it. That's a normal person's tap into what a psychic is almost constantly, remotely tapped into. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. Do you think that everybody could tap in like that, though? You said in the beginning of our interview that you think they could. There's a possibility, but most people are not. Oh, there's a possibility, but you would have to put them in camps to, you know, (laughs) train them to unwrap their minds into their, you know, out of their closed holes. But um, yes, I think I think the capability is there, but the huge amount of stubbornness and everything else there are a lot would of problems never let yeah. them never uh, allow them to to go there even with the the small spiritual things i'm talking about you know i don't think the mass majority has ever experienced that just because their focus is on everything else in the world other than that they don't get in touch with themselves. No. They, they're, yes. It's, you know, if, if they are in touch with themselves, it's, you know, it's my car, it's my house, it's my football team, it's my church, it's, you know, it's all these other things that's not really at all getting to yourself. 
So. Yeah. Yeah. So true. That the, that that's accessing other things to give you an identity in a way, um, instead of finding your identity within yourself. Right. So okay, there's a couple of uh, other little pop culture questions I'll throw at you. How about your favorite psychic character in a comic? Well, that is. 100% Professor X from uh, X-Men, because it's obvious, obvious answer. Yeah. <laughs> Professor X or Jean Grey? No, Jean Grey. Uh, I don't know, man. They're both. As far as movies go and books go, um, I read the book, and then I watched the movie, and the movie did a really good, really good uh, adaptation of the book. They changed things, but I totally understand why for the masses, but... Uh, Danny Torrance in Doctor Sleep <laughs> is uh, I want to read that, that was really good. Mm -hmm. That was uh, um, showed the dark side of of uh, being psychic. Yeah, and Very I come hardcore. across a lot of people who go through that right now. Like, guess especially as a, I think in those stories when he was a child, he was obviously disturbed as a Stephen King book. Mm -hmm. So right. I don't know. I haven't read Doctor Sleep. But I've listened to it a couple times and fallen asleep <laughs> in audiobook. Um, we sleep to audiobooks. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't fall asleep. Because yeah, yeah. we always put in, actually, I couldn't sleep that night because I kept listening to it. And then I think, like, after three hours, I did fall asleep. But um, I think that something that's always interested me about you is like, you, you really keep a lot of your private private. Yes. So, do you have any kind of strange experiences in your life that you can't explain, that you may not have told people about, or don't want to talk about because they might not understand? Like you were just saying, so many people are closed off to this stuff. Like, have you ever had an alien encounter, or have you ever like seen a ghost, or have you ever, other than a spiritual moment, had something happen that was just out of the ordinary that couldn't be explained except that it was a psychic phenomenon? Um. That you could there's know. there is psychic phenomena that I have witnessed with you <laughs> to where I would be in the room drawing or doing whatever I was doing and I could overhear conversations and the hair on the back of my neck would stand up because you would have people in tears because of the accuracy you were pulling and talking to people who have passed away and describing them 100%. And that, the first time that happened, that blew my mind. It did mine too. <laughs> well, you probably had it happen way before that. I just happened to be in the room uh, and could actually hear it. But um, that's the big thing. Other than that, I've had, I've seen, there is a place called Chicken Foot in Lawrence County. Uh, if you grew up in, in the area, I'm sure you've heard of it. There are tons of stories. A lot of them are the same stuff that every, every state, every town, once you get a hundred miles <laughs> yeah. away, has the Cry exact Diddy same Holland. story. Yeah. Exactly. But Chicken Foot has, <laughs> it's actually called the white thing. And 
it has been described as just this people have called it like an animal or something like that and there's been a lot of stories of that but there was a situation where me and a friend were driving through Chickenfoot, which is all dirt roads. It goes up to a plateau and then it splits, splits off twice. So if you're in a helicopter and you're looking down, it looks like a chicken foot. But there's a one part where there's a little plateau up on one side and there's a graveyard back in there. And there's a plateau on the other side, which is just trees. And the little part through there is just red mud. And we were coming up to about that part, and it had started raining. And I was like in a Buick Century, so I was not equipped for this. <laughs> and once we got to that section, my tire started spinning. Just barely, because I was going slow. And I was just, oh, God, this is pre-cell phones. And the person I was with was just screamed, what is that? And I looked over and up on the plateau with the trees, there was, the windows were a little foggy. I will give you that. But there was, all I can tell you is a white ball. Um, was it glowing or was no? It, it was not glowing. Mm. It was like it was like just the white. contrast was insane because oh. it was starting to get dark and it was just this white ball, kind close? of out. No, it was kind of on the ground, oh. and but it was kind of outside of the trees. And right when I looked up to it, I saw it, and then it backed up into the trees. <laughs> and of course, that freaked me out. I slammed on the gas. <laughs> And we just went bump, bump, and luckily got out of the the getting stuck yeah. business. But I've had so that. So do you think that white thing, the white thing might have actually gotten you out of your bind, and that was the whole thing? It might It might be on the side of good. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's getting stuck. Let me scare them. You know, so... But I've had that. I've had um, a brand new house. I helped build the house um, for a friend. It was not on any kind of no Indian burial grounds or <laughs> anything like that. Uh, the house, nothing was there beforehand. But we were sitting in the living room and the stairs were going up. We're right behind the couch. And nobody else was there. And we heard footsteps upstairs. And we kind of brushed it off because it wasn't loud enough to where it was obvious footsteps. Yeah. But then when they started coming down the stairs toward us, that's when we freaked out and we had to go right by the foot of the stairs to get out of the house. So... Oh. Yeah, that was oh, terrifying. And uh, there's been a lot of little things, but the only other major one was, and all of this happened in the nineties. This is this is pre-internet. This is pre-cell phones. But me and a friend, 
were were in a graveyard and they have a this one plot has like a huge like fence around it with poles going up and like a, a, a roof, you know. So we had, there's a tree right next to it. So we climbed up on the tree and we were just kind of laying on, on the roof. And, um, we've been out there for a while. Um, we hung out in graveyards a lot, yeah. but we were just laying and looking at the stars and stuff and talking just nothing really. And I saw, it looked like a star. And then it started moving, and it was moving extremely awkward. And then, by the time I thought to mention it to John, I saw another one. And it was going towards the one. And I didn't take my eyes off of him, and I just said to John, it's like, I am seeing two, they've got to be UFOs over here. And he's like, I'm seeing another one over here. <gasps> and they, I kept my eye on the two I had because I didn't want to miss anything. But then the other one he was talking about came up to the other two, formed a little triangle, and then poof, like Ooh. not even take off. Just they came together and we're gone. No. My hair keeps standing that's, up with every one of these stories. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, I would like to invite you back for another interview about aliens and thoughts on that and possible. Well, we could really explore some stuff. Good there. God. My husband, Mikey, is, uh, well, he has a little fear of bad aliens. <laughs> phobia. <laughs> but, uh, like, my airplane phobia. Except, Zoinks. Except airplanes are real, Mikey. No, I actually think aliens are real, guys. So, so would you like to come back maybe and do another interview sure that would be wonderful <laughs> so thank you so much for for doing this interview baby i'm so excited oh, okay. i had a lot of fun and I, if i'm gonna have to work on this audio we had to figure out a room mic for this one so we'll see how it sounds and Mikey, uh, do you have any last words? You want to tell people where they can find you and your art? Um, yes, I am mainly on Instagram at Mikey Hazard Art. That's M I K I E H A Z A R D Art. Yeah, I'll, I'll put it a link. I'll put a, a tag to it in the description of the uh, episode for you guys. Right. Go and check I, it out. It's some awesome stuff. There's a Facebook page. Uh, called the art of Mikey Hazard, but it doesn't. Usually, it only gets posts from Instagram, and that's only if I feel like it. So <laughs> it doesn't get as much action as the Instagram page. So. <laughs> but yeah, that's where I'm at. And I've used some of Mikey, my Ike's, <laughs> Ike? 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 I've used some of Mikey's art for the podcast uh, episodes too. Uh, I bet you could pick which ones. <laughs> they don't have cats. <laughs> Although he has a lot of art with cats. So thank you so much for listening. And Mikey, thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, yeah. Would you like to say goodbye to the listeners? And any last words? Goodbye, listeners. Watch your backs. <laughs> it's 2020. Right. You never know what's behind us.
what? What? No. Yeah. You never know what's behind, know what's behind you. you. What? What's going on? Sorry, see what's come before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I get you. Yeah. It's <laughs> very clever. That's right. There's a six foot asteroid going to hit the Earth That's right. soon. Six foot Actually asteroid. going to happen. But. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you, Mikey. And we'll talk to you. Well, we'll talk at you pretty soon again. And I will tell you about a new guest coming up in my next little lit. Thank you and goodbye.